0: The Space God Memoirs. Season 2, Episode 13 I stalked the silent halls, unseen and unheard, the Atra spinning around me in a field that twisted the light and made me effectively invisible. I kept to my stealth mind, broadcasting an aura of insignificance to any who might think to look for me. Still, I knew I had to be careful. Those Veer Scraggers were hunting me. I was sure Yakomiris was still on this floor that two-faced insectoid trying to sniff me out using his heightened senses. And somewhere above, his associate was hunting down Xerathra, if he hadn't got her already. So I crept carefully forward, knowing I couldn't be heard on these muted floors, but also aware that I wouldn't hear my enemies approaching either. The hallways ahead were lit in the same dim bronze light that covered the entire area, illuminating the corridor just enough to see the shifting patterns of intricate geometry that lined the walls, moving as I walked. Bits of info popped up in my mind. The patterns weren't meaningless, but were geometric proofs representing the different virtues of the Nayar, in mathematical form, as if these lofty masters required some sort of logic to bolster their morality. Another blip of info told me that initiates would often integrate these virtues into their psyche by repeatedly meditating on these sacred geometries. I hadn't noticed this weirdness before, but at the time, I hadn't been connected to the monad either. I shifted my focus, bringing up the map of the temple complex in my mind, complete with blinking dots representing the different life forms. I knew I needed an edge on them, and really had shown me that I had full access to the entire complex's camera and sensory systems in my mind. One of the awakened Veir was just a few rooms away, accompanied by two Fizar guards. I figured it was Yakomiris. I didn't even want to consider how strong the other Veir was, whose energetic signature sat somewhere on the top floor. That was the one sent after Z, who I was going to end up having to deal with anyway. It was either the one Yako had called Ghoul Gus or else their boss, Manali. Either way, I'd have to deal with them while having practically zero training in combat, tactics, or advanced Atra use. A swell of Atra from within quelled any doubts. It was hard to doubt myself when my system was overloaded with energy. Confidence. Only confidence. I could do this. I got a little nudge from inside my psyche. The Kibra. Of course, my third passenger would step up, if I needed any help in the fighting department. As I walked along, my eyes were drawn to movement from some of the side rooms accompanied by vague whispers. There I saw the flickering forms of ancient holograms, robed students and teachers, simulations designed to fill out the classrooms and provide the actual Nair some pretend company in their otherwise lonely existence. Unimportant. But wait, I got an idea. I stepped into the entry arch of one of the rooms and peeked inside. Just a simple classroom, really. Long abandoned but showing little sign of it its ivory pale walls and minimalistic decor maintained by the same unseen nanites that infused all the Niar tech, with a triangular podium at the far side of the room from where I stood. I blinked, and there were people there, about a third of the seats occupied by beings in robes. Their features varied, but all of them focused on the podium. There stood a shimmering figure in purple, a man with silvery skin and a bald head. The virtue of compassion is primary to Nair life. He stated, looking out over his students. It is not simple pity or empathy, but an acknowledgement that others are an extension of the self, that there are commonalities within all of us that should be honored. Behind him on a screen, the outline of a spiral began to draw itself. To practice compassion is to treat others as you would be treated, and to honor the greater good above merely your own self-interest. The image flickered who remained, growing silent, as did the illusory students. I closed my eyes, delving into the local monadic. Little mental nodes for the camera and sensors popped up in my thoughts, just like before. They're adjacent to them. Yes, there it was. The holograms. The sim people were part of the system, appearing as little bundles of connected data in my mind, broadcast from nanoprojectors throughout the area. And yes, I had access to them. the hologram system were so many settings. Dials for behavior, accent, appearance, and personality. I could modify their routines, schedules, and aptitudes as students. There were some pretty weird options, too. A hologram could be programmed with a romantic attachment to an actual student. Or act as their dear friend, or even antagonist. Scrag, I was glad I didn't have to go through this kind of class. So many options. But I knew which ones I'd need. There was a jolt of movement from my other mental screen, the map. Yakomiris and his cronies were getting close. Bert, keep an eye on the map. I told the friend who currently lived in my thoughts, and I put my focus on the holograms. First, a simple test. I put in the necessary commands, and the teacher at the podium began to animate once more. At a thought, his skin was now pink, and instead of continuing his speech, the fellow raised his hands in the air and broke into a dance. I began to smile. It was easy enough to do the same to the others. Soon I had a group on the opposite end of the level, doing jigs and singing raucous folk songs. That would be the distraction I needed. Well, one of them. Burge alerted me that most of the Fizar on the educational level were headed that way, towards my dance party. Yakomiras had paused. It wasn't following. Fine enough. Stepping into the hallway once more, I directed the former holographic instructor to follow. He appeared in the garb of a clown that I'd seen once at a festival. Pink skin and a bright green head of puffy hair. His somber robe replaced with a polka-dotted mumu and big red shoes. He continued his dance, flapping his arms like some flightless bird as he sauntered down the hall ahead of me, towards Yakomiris. Within seconds, the veyor was in view. Yakomiris the instigator appeared his branch-like gun in hand, marching down the hallway with his two Phizar retainers behind him. Yako stopped as he saw the clownish hologram. What in the manner of Moostagoof's idiocy is this? asked the deep-voiced face and set on his stomach. He only hesitated a moment before raising his branch rifle. Red lightning crackled from it and struck my clown right in the chest. <laughs> Oof! I had him yell as he grabbed his chest in mock pain. He began cackling maniacally as I had him do the most mocking dance I could imagine. As Yakomiras leveled another electric blast his way, I had the jolly hologram backpedal down the hallway. Meanwhile, still invisible, I made sure I had good cover within the embedded entry of a room. The Veer Bugman took another few steps forward, his minions trailing him. Then he stopped, sniffing at the air as the clown continued to back off. The smells of nothing! shouted the high-pitched insectoid voice of his upper face. A lie! Naya, trickery! He is here! The initiate is close by! Then lead us to him, stated the lower face. Yakomiris began walking forward again. I tensed up. Was my plan a failure? No, it was still enough. Obviously, Yako couldn't smell me perfectly. Not like Vision, otherwise he'd have caught me before I escaped him the first time. He still had to hunt for me, distracted as he was. My hologram continued to dance at the far end of the hall, hurling random insults at the bug man and his two minions as I waited. I reached for the striker minimized on my belt loop. One touch on the fingernail-sized device, and it expanded out to the length of a short sword. Yakomiris and his minions drew closer. I ducked within a nearby doorway, pushing my back against the wall while I looked around the corner, waiting for them. Their feet were silent upon the muted floors, but I could see the Bugman's Atra field extending out from his body, pulsating like some jellyfish of light. He was getting closer and closer. I raised the striker, ready to attack, and as he marched within a foot of me, I placed my thumb against the weapon's trigger. I stepped into the hallway and thrust my weapon towards the approaching enemy. Its blade plunged into his abdomen, straight through the soft chest cavity where his second face sat. There was a muffled scream as I depressed the blast button, sending a beam of plasma straight through the Veer's body, and into the Faisar who stood behind him. The remaining warrior raised his weapon and looked around expectantly. I pushed Jaco's body to the side, feeling his vital fluids oozing down my arm. I wasn't sure if I'd gone visible, and I didn't care. Not stopping an instant, I lunged forward and stabbed my blade into the Firezar's throat. He too fell down, cheap and squishy. One glance down at the three fallen opponents told me they were dead. Or dead enough that they wouldn't be getting up and chasing me, at least. I knew this wouldn't be the last fight I had that day. Leaving the Veers' remains behind, I wiped off my blade and headed further down the hall. For a moment, I looked back at the clownish former instructor and gave him a wink of thanks. Then I threw out a mental command, and he vanished. As I continued down the hall, I realized I couldn't feel my Atra quite so acutely. Still there, but not the energetic high of before. The invisibility was burning it off faster than I'd hoped, and I still needed to find Z. But at least the Fizer were out of the way. As I marched down the hall towards where i had taken that archway into the maze test, everything was clear. And just like the map depicted, right by that archway in its dead end was another opening. Sculpted from the stone and heading gradually upward. Soon I was crawling up through the Veyr's carved out tunnel and towards both Z and the remaining enemies. I stepped out into the pale hallway of the top floor, which wound its way like a spiral towards the center where the communications room lay. From further down the way, I caught the movement of shadows on the wall, but no matching sound of footsteps due to the muffled designs of the floors. I ducked back into the hole as I saw a trio of crimson phyzar marching into view. As it drew ever closer, my heart began to beat more rapidly, my muscles tensing at the thought of discovery, but that was only a conditioned reaction. These dagas couldn't even see me. I and not out a quiet breath as the enemies walked down down the hall without incident. Already the rush of Atra use was starting to fade, and a mental fatigue was creeping in. 85 Atric units remaining in the system, enough super-stealth to last me 15 or 20 minutes at most depending on my emotional state and level of exertion. Maybe there hadn't been as much Atra in that old core as I'd figured, or maybe turning invisible just drained it a whole lot. With a breath and thought, I directed more Atra into my stealth. I had to keep this going. Within the silent halls, I crept by numerous groups of warriors. All in all, my connection to the security sensors told me there were 57 Veyr Phizar on this floor alone as I passed by the many side rooms I could see them within, rifling through the ancient chambers in search of either old relics or my hiding place. They patrolled the halls and guarded the doorways, but to me that didn't matter. I strolled by, unseen and also unheard upon the muted floors. I stalked those ancient halls like a ghost, hordes of enemy soldiers just yards away from me. Sometimes as I strode by, one of them would turn their heads, as if hearing a slight sound or feeling disturbance in the air, but not a single one called out or moved towards me. I truly felt like a superior being to them, on a level of existence where these pathetic mooks couldn't even see me. An unseen smile came to my lips as I neared my goal. I ducked into an empty chamber, a former meeting room now looking utterly ransacked, a stone table broken in two, chairs appended across the floor. I paused leaning against the far wall and taking a moment to rest to get my bearings. I was getting close to Xerathra. I had to have a plan. I knew I only had enough Atra in my system for about five minutes of stealth. Whatever I did, I had to make it count. And for that, I needed to know more. As I leaned back, I closed my eyes and drew my concentration away from the room, looking inward. I brought up the map of the complex again. Xerathra was only a few rooms away listed as being in the communications chamber in the center of this floor, that big domed room. As I examined the map more, I realized that there were numerous life signals listed within. Zirathra, six Nentael, ten Fizar warriors, and another Vare entity whose designation I didn't recognize. Scrag. It looked like she was either captured or else in a fight for her life. Either way, she needed me. So I opened up my eyes and walked out of the meeting room, into the corridor with its high ceiling supported by immense pillars. I made a left turn and continued to stalk through the silent, gray halls, which curved in a gradual spiral towards the center of the temple complex. I quickened my pace, passing by several more patrols of Thizar, all headed in the same direction, where I had last been seen. Knowing the veil of Atra-infused stealth was still upon me, barely, I weaved my way between them. The communication room was just ahead. I didn't care if they suspected my presence. Before me, I finally saw the open door to the central dome. From within echoed the sounds of a commotion. Several red warriors stood before it, looking inward, electro pikes in hand. They nearly blocked the entrance, but I didn't delay, ducking unnoticed between them. Within I looked upon a familiar chamber. The same room we had first come to upon arriving in this deep-buried Nyar complex. Above was a domed ceiling, the room supported by a pillar of green metal. The walls covered in ancient electronic screens. Xerathra stood with her back to that pillar. She looked different, her slender blue body clad in a tight-fitting jumpsuit, complete with wings, shoulder pads, and high boots, all in a color scheme of blue, green, and white. A matching headguard held back her hair. She held a blade in each hand, twin swords of elegant curvature, the aquamarine metal gleaming in the light. She wore a determined expression, her eyes narrowed. But Z wasn't the only person in the room. She was encircled by six of our Nentael, the guardians surrounding her like a shield. Between Xerathra's pillar and where I stood, the expansive room was filled with Pfizar warriors. Ten of them, if I didn't count the ones at the room's entryway behind me towering over the phizar, facing Xerathra, was a more distinct figure. He wore a lanky form covered in armored plating, a deep plum purple in hue, with bisected pauldrons on his shoulders and a pair of lengthy feelers protruding from his back, flailing through the air. The being leered at Xerathra, a single eye set vertically at the center of his forehead. Awakened Veyr, rank 2, Atra level 500. Yep, that had to be the guy. Full on Vare. Probably the one who dug the tunnel. I wondered how powerful a rank 2 was. Could Z take him? One eye raised his meaty fist into the air. His back tendrils straightened, and their ends started to twitch, pointing at Zarathra. The red Fizars took a step forward, their pikes glowing, ready to strike. I knew I could only keep hidden a few more moments. The air felt heavy. I needed to make my move and make it quick. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Space God Memoirs. Space God is written, performed and produced by AM Arctos. Original musical score by Alpha Colors various sound effects created by Industrial Strength Records Incorporated Please support this podcast by following, rating, and sharing on your favorite social media site For further info on SpaceGod its creator, and various other opinions, musings, and thoughts, go to www.spacegodmemoirs.com or follow me on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. If you enjoyed the Space God Memoirs, please consider supporting us by becoming a patron Check out the Patreon link in our description to learn more.